Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Well done on a great decision coming to church this morning, uh, this time of year, and putting God first. And and, and I just love it every time you come together. You know, even if you're feeling average on a Sunday morning, it's amazing just seeing the faces of the saints. You know what I mean? God's people. Uh, When you, by the time, even if you're feeling flat on the way to church, by the time you come here and see some other people and uh, get injected with caffeine, um, or however that looks, and a few hugs and high fives. And it's amazing how just the Spirit of God in people, it blesses. And so your faces, they bless me. Uh, and I appreciate it. We appreciate our church family. Uh, great time of year, Christmas time. Uh, we're going to have a look at that today. We'll just get straight into it. Um, I know this time of year has a lot of different feelings for people, uh, joys and tensions. Um, and, and that's very normal. And uh, so let's just pray as we get into God's word today. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for carrying us through uh, one more year. Lord, we thank you for the life we have in Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the people in our life. We thank you for the time that you have gifted us on planet Earth. And uh, Lord, we're grateful that we get to walk this out. Uh, Lord, we ask for your help, your grace, your wisdom. Uh, your forgiveness. Lord, we, we thank you for all that you have provided. We thank you that as we celebrate Jesus' birth, Lord, we are reminded that you have gone before us and you have made a way before we even got here and you've provided for us, Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for that, the Savior of the world. Lord, I thank you that peace on earth has come, goodwill towards men. And Lord, we receive that and we walk that walk in it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Christmas, Christmas, uh, that word that, you know, they're trying to remove it from things um, and we understand, I guess, because uh, the word made up of Christ and mass and that word Christ talks about the anointing. It's the anointed one of God and his anointing, uh, that God's uh, special messenger and that word mass, uh, for any of you with... Um, Catholic backgrounds is uh, a word that just means celebration. So it's actually the word Christmas is a celebration of of the anointing, celebration of God's anointed. And uh, and I love that we we still do that. Uh, I know people that uh, don't know Christ, maybe you're trying to remove that and uh, just call it a holiday, a happy holiday, but it's not as happy. It's just you can't, you don't smile as big if you're like, happy holiday versus like, Merry Christmas. You know, everything is just that little bit cheesier in a good way. With Christmas, it's not an ugly sweater, it's an ugly Christmas sweater. It's not just an ugly holiday sweater, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and the tinsel and everything out. You don't just pull that out for holidays, you pull it out for Christmas. And, uh, and I'm thrilled about it. We're going to look today in uh, Luke chapter 1. And as we do that at Christmas, it's a celebration of Christ, a joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. It's a celebration of faith. Uh, but there's also some other realities to it. 
some tensions and some pressures and uh, also what is fairly common around this time. It can also mean practically uh, fear in people's hearts. So we're going to kind of look at the balance of the different aspects of that today. We look in uh, Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. And it says this, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favoured one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. If we keep going. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and he shall be, and he shall call, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I don't, I do not know a man? And I want to tell you today that, uh, Often we talk about the promises of God and even if we see each other or we want to pray for each other or bless each other, there's a, uh, you know, you're, you're blessed of God. You're highly favored of God. And it seems like just pure positivity. You know what I mean? It's just, oh, thanks. It makes you feel all warm and fuzzy. And uh, you're definitely not conferring some kind of curse on someone. You're conferring a blessing. And yet in the midst of this, wrapped up in this blessing that an angel of the Lord appears to a quite teenage girl, uh, if we're considering back in the day there, life expectancy is often thought of in around the 40s. Um, and she was betrothed. And so even with some of the, the marriage stuff over there, it was kind of teenage. So, you know, I don't know exactly, but she could have been mid-teens, this girl. I mean, when we think of Jesus and we think he was a, a rig in his prime, but, um, you know, he, maybe he was considered maybe a wiser person that was maybe teetering in slightly later in life than we would estimate with our life expectancy of 80, 90 years. And so this, there's a lot of fear wrapped up in this uh, angel of the Lord appearing and blessing this young girl because that connotation suddenly meant she was ostracized by her friends and by society. Her, uh, her fiancé, I mean, who does this start to feel a little bit more normal to you? Like you might have received a word from God, a, a promise that's leapt out of the pages and you're, you're clinging on to, that God is going to bless you, that there's great days ahead, and then you're surprised or I'm surprised when suddenly there's a resistance to that or it's in, literally, maybe not even resistance to it afterwards, but it's literally wrapped up in a moment that's embroiled in all this other tension and crisis and disappointment and we think something's wrong. And yet, especially even in that ancient world that, uh, you know, and, and we've uh, looked into this in, in different times where even pregnancy, uh, again, in the Western world and with our modern medicine is a brilliantly celebrated thing. But um, most of the globe, there is a lot of extra pressure and fear and uh, risk of life, even with pregnancy and giving birth. Many countries of the world today, it can not quite be a death sentence, but it's, there's a real risk. Uh, then don't have access to medical aid like we do here. 
And so I kind of just want to give the context because it sounds really cute. It sounds like it should be on the Christmas card. And yet in here, even though there's an angel of the Lord saying, you're blessed, you're highly favored. And yet in, amidst that was, was risk. There was tension. Literally her, her fiance is like, hey, okay. Ah, what do I do? Holy man, I want to respect her, but clearly something's gone down. And, uh, you know, it's, this is all in scripture. It talks about he was trying to work out how to uh, put her away privily, you know, like trying to respect her privacy, but still, okay, well, clearly we're game over. Um, and, you know, there's all these things going on. And yet this is with the blessing, you know, that we celebrate every year that we put all the, uh, you know, the tinsel around and we should. It's a promise of God and it's a celebration of God that, uh, you know, that the, the, the savior has come. And yet there, it literally says when the, when, um, the, the angel blesses her and says, you're blessed among women. When she saw it, she said she was troubled at his saying, considering what manner of greeting is this. And then the angel said to her, don't be afraid. Have you ever sent something from God, whether uh, a promise that you found in his word or something that you know that he's speaking to your life and then there's a, there's a, there's a joy because it's an enlarging, there might be a big vision attached to that, but then there's also this fear because you know you can't do that in your own strength. <laughs> Or maybe, because you know, literally that very promise is going to cause you drama. That people will attack you or, or people won't accept you. Or uh, even, you know, sometimes even with something from God, you don't even want to say it yet because literally even saying it to someone else is going to maybe split friendships or, or split relationships or put pressure on areas of life. Maybe he's told you to give something and that scares the living daylights out of you. Maybe he's impressed a, a certain thing to give to someone in life or a certain figure, a sum of money to, to give to a cause and, and you're like, <gasps> and uh, so often I just want to speak into that a little bit today that, that I want to tell you you're more normal than you think. In this Christmas time when we're celebrating the anointing of God, that you're thinking, man, it should just be chill outs and everyone should like get on with each other. You know, and yet it's pressure and fights and infighting and who knows, maybe family members, maybe, uh, you know, and, and the, or maybe, man, I'm not going to buy presents for people and I don't have the money and you, you know, all these kinds of things are going on and you're thinking it shouldn't be so. And I want to tell you today, yeah, it shouldn't, but it's actually quite normal that it is. And not just now in our modern commercial time of year like this, but it's been like this for centuries. <laughs> absolute centuries that every time the anointing of God is celebrated, every time that the Saviour is celebrated, it is amidst massive tension, risk of, of life, invasion, disappointment, hurt, pain, misunderstanding. And so I want to help us today a little bit with, uh, with worry because I think it's a huge time of year where people worry. Sometimes we conclude the, our work year or school year or study or it's just a, an appropriate juncture in life where we're completing things maybe or we're starting things or we're assessing even the year. Even if it's business as usual, we're looking into nothing new next year. We still assess this year in some kind of contemplation. We go, okay, well, did that? Yeah, that was good. Or I started out that way, but I fell off track here and I was hoping I had goals here and I achieved that or I didn't or I got 63% of the way there and then uh, came July and, and fell off the wagon or whatever it be. We start to think and then we also start to, there's a natural buoyancy of hope that starts to come in that no matter if, if we royally failed at everything this year, we somehow feel like next year's a new year. <laughs> You know, we can start again and we start planning or goal setting or anything like that or even just just seeking God going, Lord, what's your plan for the next year? And so I think there's a great thing on a year that we can batch things. 
within a year, whether that's a good thing and we can look back and go, that was, there were some great things that happened this year and I'm grateful for them. Or if it was a, if it was really bad, you can actually kind of put a, put a, put a stake in the ground, put a line there, a buffer and say, well, it was bad, but it's, it's, it was bad and it's not, I'm not walking into, I'm not taking that into 2019, you know? Is this okay? Is this, we all sort of think this way a bit, yeah? And so this time of year, everything clamors into each other. And so even though maybe work used to be there and then family and then relaxing time and then, you know, this and that, and then it just squishes all in and everything gets into a big mess over Christmas time, a beautiful mess. Uh, and, and, and in that, I just want to tell you how that with you, with the things that you're worried about, you might be literally, you might have lost a job. I know people that have lost jobs or changes in, in family things or relationships or all literally in the last week or two. And uh, so you might be just being going, what is going on? Well, I just want to give you a little tip that with worry, worry tries to get you all day every day. Sometimes, I know in, in the, the word it talks about not worrying and have no fear and that we cast our cares upon the Lord and that is true. But there's a road getting there sometimes. And sometimes when you're stressed out, who knows, it's like the word fine, the word don't worry. Like, you know, sometimes if people are facing really ch- real challenges and someone else is like, oh, mate, don't worry about it. <laughs> who knows that that often doesn't work? <laughs> it's like fine when your spouse tells you that. They're fine. They're not fine. <laughs> fine is never fine. <laughs> and if you've assumed that it's fine, quickly buy some flowers and chocolates and go back and dig deeper into that fine and you'll find out it's not fine. And uh, don't worry is similar. Don't worry about it. From somewhat from the comfort of their position when you're stressed out. Uh, the only time don't worry works is if you have wronged someone and you're apologizing to them. You say, look, I, I, I really apologize. I'm acknowledging that I fell short here and I'm sorry. And then they say to you, don't worry. Don't worry. We're all good. Then that, then that means that. Otherwise, it doesn't help. And so to help with your worry, you know what you, you know what you can do? You can just batch it. Actually, just put it in your diary like an appointment. So rather than worrying all day and all night and who knows, you're losing sleep and I want to get some sleep back into your life today. I want to get some peace back into your life today. Who knows that worry starts to just going, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do? 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 And and there's a funny thing in life where it just starts to wear you down. And so you can batch all your worry. And so you might have lost a job and you're like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? There's bills coming. Just say, look, I'll book an appointment for 3 p.m. And from 3 till 4, I'll just worry about it then. Well, it's actually walking in God's peace. But what that does is, Okay, look, I will address it. I've got to think about something. I will meditate it during that time. If there's new ideas, new information, decisions made, feedback from that, I'm going to give some time to something that's a decent, it's a decent, uh, decently important thing in my life, but it's not taking over my entire life. And that way you can also walk carefree, but not in that, pol- yeah, sorry, Pollyanna, but not in that Pollyanna-ish, you know, she'll be right. Ah, everything in, not in the person in that term. Sorry. Um, you know what I mean? I'm not saying things don't matter. They do matter. But you can just batch it. Actually, just book an appointment for your worry and then live in the peace of God for the rest of the day. And and what I find happens when I do that, if something's really plaguing me, if there's a problem or a pressure, that actually you can receive God's peace, you can walk in it, uh, you're not being neglectful of an area of life that is important, but then also you allow things, you allow God to work. 
And suddenly you're like, you're right, yeah, I'm not going to worry about it all day and get nothing else done. I'm actually just, you know, 3 p.m. and then I'll go, what, what new information have I got? Is there any breakthrough? Any amazing miracles? Fantastic. And, and oftentimes when you do that and just give it a pushback, you allow God room to work. You're walking in faith. You're enjoying your body can, and your mind can actually enjoy some of the peace of God during that time. It's amazing how God works. And I'm not saying it works day one necessarily, but you, you check in and say, all right, what do I do? Is there anything else? If you lost a job, scouring the job sites again for that hour, but rather than 24 hours a day and losing sleep and all that kind of stuff, or, or something's happened in family life or whatever else, something else. And I tell you what, if you batch your worry, just giving it an appointment, you'll actually have a bit more strength to solve it when you get to that thing. You know, some things, stop trying to solve everything. Most things aren't designed to be solved. Is this, maybe it's just a bloke thing. But we just try and solve everything, and you just can't. And again, I'm just why we sense pressure sometimes in life is we're trying to solve stuff that there is no solution to. Did you say like women, Josh? No, I must have misheard. No, <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Thanks, you've been great. Enjoy Christmas. <laughs> no, uh, things like hunger. We think we want to solve world hunger. That would last about three hours. You know what I mean? You can't solve hunger. It's, 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 it's a tension you live with. You know, most things you actually, we think we want to solve, you can't solve. Achievement. You want to achieve something? And if you, you know, and you do that and there's this, this great sense that comes with it. And then within a day or a week, you're going to want to achieve something else. Like, good on you. That's great. You know, <laughs> but, but life goes on. Accomplishment. Adventure. I'm an adventure junkie. If I just have enough adventure, then it will solve this pang in my heart to feel like a, you know, a warrior. You go on one adventure, you're going to want to go on another one. Not saying don't do it, but just don't hold it in a place in your mind that thinks it needs to be solved. That if, oh, I need to be, I need to ditch everything and go on this grand adventure for the rest of my life. It, you won't solve anything, no matter how big you climb, no matter how far you swim, uh, there'll be something else. And that's fine. I just want to put it, I just want you to locate it in the right part of your heart rather than the wrong part that's giving you worry and grief that you're trying to solve stuff. Uh, marriage, can't solve that. That's, that's a given. Um, kids, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes we think they've got this problem right now. We need to fix this problem. And who knows? He's fixed that and there's 10 more waiting. You know what I mean? And whether it is if it's a report card or they've got a concern about something or a little friend issue or la 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 la, there's all, and that's fine. You can solve, you can, you can help them through that, but don't, don't think that you're going to get to the end of your to-do list of worries. Don't think that you're going to get to this world peace place where finally there's no pressure in everything. That is, there is one place that there is no pressures and no cares and no worries and you don't want to go there. <laughs> Not yet, you don't. They call it the dead center of town. The only person with no worries are people that have already passed on. So as long as you're in this life, we will have pressures, we will have tribulation. Uh, and I, I just want to, again, just give a little bit of context to us because sometimes we think the problem we're facing is everything. And, and it, you shouldn't, we shouldn't give it that much of our attention. Even helping others. It's my, my mission in life to help others. Well, who knows that you, you cannot satiate that desire. You do something great for someone, you feel great, you're going to wake up tomorrow, you're going to want to do something else. And that, again, is fine. But I just don't want, you, I just don't want us to think that we're, we're trying to solve things 
And you actually live in this state of half worry, half concern, rather than walking in the peace of God. Sufficient for the day is its own evil, as it says in Matthew. Do not worry. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things will be added to you to, as well. Yeah. Do you know that's why God gave us sleep? Sleep is something you can't solve. No, no, serious. This is a revelation. This, you guys might know this, but I only realized it this week. This is why God gave us sleep, to force our mental and body systems to hibernate. Do you know, I don't care how achievement-oriented you are, your body will force you to switch off once a day. And even if you're like, no, I'm t-, it doesn't matter how healthy you are. Again, it's not, it's not something you're trying to solve. If you go, man, uh, if you eat just pure, organic, Whatever, veggies and, and, and pure rain water, drop by drop, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever. If you're as healthy as you can, run a marathon a day, you know, and all this kind of stuff, you still cannot escape sleep. There's something in there that's at, that, that our Father God is actually like, I'm forcing you, I'm putting you in this earth suit of a, of a body that's going to force you to sleep. And it is in your body. And it actually, it helps you to stop. Because otherwise, if you didn't have to sleep, we would fry ourselves. Honestly, it actually forces a, a, a reset of our system, our nervous system, uh, and, and it also lets your brain just switch off for a while. Sometimes, you know, if you're worried about things and, you can't, and it's just buzzing around in your brain and it's hard to stop, but I tell you what helps you stop, sleep. The fact that you're in a body and a mind. This is, this is deep. But otherwise, that mental anguish and worry and problem solving would just keep spiraling busier and busier until you would absolutely fry your circuitry. Who knows that when you're under stress, like saying don't worry, it doesn't work. Like saying don't think about it, it doesn't work. It plummers back in. But there is one thing in life that helps you to stop, and that's sleep, that you cannot escape. And without it, we would literally pop quicker. People would, they wouldn't even get past their 20s. Everything. You, you might have had those moments and it's your body that is... Uh, so the tiredness and sleep thing, don't think of it as an inconvenience. Sometimes people that are achieving in life or you just say, oh man, sleep's so inconvenient, I wish I could just keep achieving. And it's God's great equaliser just to say, oh, no, 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 you're human and I've designed it this way. No matter how great you are, no matter how healthy or how stressed or how bad this problem is and, des- and is trying to capture all your attention, you're, you're still going to be forced to put it aside for several hours a day, and uh, and it's God's blessing on you. And why I want to say that is this Christmas, I really do want you to rest. I want you to rest. I want you to sleep. Bodily tiredness and sleep is a blessing from the Lord. Try living without it. See how you go then. See how if uh, you're a blessing to other people. See if, if it actually helps. It won't. Psalm 127.2 says, It's vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. I know you, there's, we've all faced times in life where we're so pressured and stressed and cannot get our brain to slow down and we're up late at night or all night, just in that. And I, but I'm saying that, God, that God, it's not how God wants us to live. And in this time of year, 
there can be tendencies to start to err that way again. So much happening, so much to do, even good things, all this duty and all that kind of stuff. But I tell you what, some of the, sometimes the most godly thing you can do is trust God and know that he has given his beloved sleep and have a rest, have a nap. I thought I would have got a lot bigger cheer on that, but maybe people, maybe people, they're all asleep. They're all asleep. They received the word. <laughs> Be blessed. <laughs> without it, without sleep, you need to keep overworking in yourself because you're actually a slave driver to yourself. And you would, you, we would all just crush ourselves if we didn't have that, that stop pause moment. It's all through Psalms, that sealer. And Christmas time should be a time to enjoy others. Yes, there's things to do. Uh, but there's also should be a time to reset and refresh in our life. 1 Peter 5 says this, verse 5, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Casting all your worries upon him because he cares for you. And know that no matter what you try and solve, and I'm not saying not putting effort and focused attention into the things that your life requires, but I'm also saying you're not going to solve everything yourself. Uh, There is clearly a gap between what we know and what God knows, and he wants us to keep reaching out for him to receive his wisdom, to see his blessing, to see his miraculous intervention. Why? And then we give him the credit and the glory, and then we go and do it again. And no matter what successes you've had this year, there'll be more things to, uh, n- that you'll need God's wisdom on next year and his grace and his energy. And no matter what uh, trials you've gone through, you know, it, God's mercies and his grace are new and they can feed you today and you can receive his peace today. Maybe you've turned up today, you don't even know why you're here. Maybe you're like, man, I literally just got dragged along by a family member. And maybe you feel like you've literally messed every aspect of your life up thus far for decades. But I want to tell you that his love is for you today. His hope is alive today. Every breath, if you just think there's nothing left, just wait and then just take that next breath in. And with that, God has impregnated this air with oxygen that your body needs and he's still feeding you. And I tell you what, that, that, that today and into next year can be a new year. And you can have the hope of God in your heart to rise again. Like, like Mary, that teenage girl that had her life absolutely rocked by a blessing of God. You're highly favoured and that just caused utter chaos. Do you know that word Mary in Hebrew is Miriam? Miriamah around today? <laughs> there you are. Uh, and Miriam actually... It's a, the, the meaning of that is like a bitterness, a sea of sorrow, a sea of bitterness. So she, it, it, interestingly though, in, in biblical history, that Miriam, uh, that name and the, the people that had that name were at really poignant times in, in history. Uh, Miriam was there as uh, Aaron's sister with, uh, with Moses back in those times. Uh, there was another Miriam in, in Numbers as well. And so this, this young girl, even with a miraculous conception, it just, there was so much around that, that it's not just the cute, a baby's come. Anyone who's had a baby here knows that a baby coming is not just a cute moment. There is a huge tension in the year build up and then, and, and, and after that. 
And I, 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 it's right that we celebrate Christmas. It's right that we celebrate God's uh, anointing and uh, the anointed son, Jesus Christ, that has come. Um, but I just want you to know that how you're feeling this Christmas is probably similar or it's actually quite normal to carry all this and be juggling it at it at the same time. And in the midst of that, don't put God aside. Don't say, I've got dramas, so I don't have time to come to church, or I don't have time to pray, or, oh, look, it's, it's just all commercial, so I don't want to acknowledge God in it. No, 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 that's, that's literally through the inception uh, of, of Christmas itself was amongst tension and pressures and still actually the Lord in the Most High has come and, and come to earth. He's the saviour of mankind. And then get on with the pressures again. <laughs> I mean, that's what happened. That's what happened for Mary. That's what happened uh, with the wise men. Uh, I mean, it, you know, you think your life is fickle. These these shepherds were out there, had a, saw a star and had a dream. Joseph, her fiance, was just about to put her away, uh, and then he had an and he had a dream where God's literally like, "Hey, don't. This is of me." I mean, you think about life. We see it now canonized in Scripture as promises and the Word of God, but at the time it was. It was very ethereal by a, it would, could have any moment tweaked and gone another way, except for God's intervention by a word or a dream or a random star, a, a random glow stick in the sky. And suddenly, you know, they're like, okay, we're back on course. And so I want to tell you, you might be looking like it's going to be calamity for you, but God has you and he can, he is the master of getting into a moment right before everything goes pear shaped and catching you and rescuing you and redeeming you. And his arm is not short that he can't save. And it doesn't have to be through might or through power. It can be through a whisper. It can be through something so light, but it can be life-altering and life-changing. John 3, 16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. How's that? That, he, that God didn't send his son to condemn the world, but through him that the world might be saved, that you and I are in that group. Your life might feel like my life, might feel like chaos, might feel like we're, we're really wrestling, wrestling this thing out. You might have moments that, you might have had moments this year where you feel like, is this worth it? So much effort just to try to survive. I want to tell you that it is. That it is. And that you're not actually doing worse. You're not worse off than anyone else. That life is this great equalizer. We all have to sleep. We all have to eat. We will, we will all expire at some point. We all need Christ vitally in our life every day. And I want to tell you, you're doing better than you think. This Christmas. I know, you wish you would buy better presents or receive better presents or have more time off from work or, you know, when we all, you know, you've all, we all face very normal moments. But I want to tell you that you're God's champions, that he's cheering you on, that the pressures that you're facing, they're, they're, they don't make you weird. You're not less of a person. Not everyone else has it easier. We maybe just don't know as many details in their journey. But we've, it's very common, the things that we all face in this time. And I want to encourage you to receive God's rest, receive the, the celebration of his anointing, which is God on flesh. It's, the, uh, it's where our need for him 
to intervene on our behalf. And that's what we celebrate this Christmas. We celebrate our need for him and that God's willingness to enter into the story of mankind and not sit there vacant, leaving us without help, but actually jumping into our mess, taking on the flesh where Jesus, he needed to eat, he needed to sleep, he sweated if he was hot, he needed to ablute if there were ablutions to be done. You know, like there was just very normal things to do. It wasn't, it wasn't all just glowing with Omo brightness. You know, it was, it was a really normal journey. And I want to tell you that your normal journey is just a shining example of God's faithfulness, that there are more eyes on you than you think, and that it's worth the fight to keep pursuing God, to keep putting him first, to keep trusting him with the details of your life, and also to humble yourself under his mighty hand, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. I know you might not have felt like he cares for you, but he does. I'm here today to tell you that he cares for you, he loves you, and he's got a great plan for your future. If I can get the team to come, please. Can I get everyone to stand? I want to pray for you today. You know what's funny is that angel came and Mary, it was a, it was a bad moment. She didn't feel like she was a success. And yet literally the angel comes and says, Hey, you're highly favored of the Lord. Be of good cheer. And I want to tell you the same thing that sometimes when you're in a moment, you don't feel like a success, but you need someone else in your corner saying, you are doing better than you think. Be of good cheer. I know it doesn't feel like it, but you are highly favored of the Lord. What Mary experienced in that moment wasn't nice. It was tension and pressure, and it caused bigger problems for her in the short term. But she ushered in the saviour of mankind. Maybe what you're facing today, you've been belittling the, the, the importance of it and just go, meh, it's just a thing. It doesn't matter if I fail at this. No, 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 it's worth the fight. It's worth standing strong for your family. It's worth standing strong for that purpose in life that you have. And, and we're all here as a church family to tell you that be, be of good cheer, you are highly favoured and your life makes a difference and we appreciate it and God does. Father, I thank you so much for these people, your people, Lord, all of us here, your sons and daughters. God, just down here on planet Earth, trying to follow you, trying to help each other, Lord. And God, I just thank you. We thank you today, Lord, for sending Jesus, Lord, the Saviour of the world, Jesus Christ, your anointed child. And Lord, we thank you that God in that, even at his birth, you said peace on earth. Lord, in faith and in declaration, Lord, you said goodwill towards mankind. And so Lord, today, as we gather in your name, I thank you, Lord, that there is peace in our hearts. We declare it. We thank you, Lord, that there is goodwill towards us today from you. And God, if anyone was thinking that you're the one putting them through the trial, I thank you that today that become clear that it's not you, that your, your heart for them is peace, is fullness, is wholeness, and it is goodwill, and every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights in whom there is no, no shadow of turning, Lord. You're nothing but goodness and nothing but light, nothing but pure love and joy. And God, we receive you as such today in Jesus' 
almighty name. Amen. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.